podcast. Rob and I are here to talk about uh, Succession. The the finale was last night. Um, Rob, uh, you just you just wrote a piece. I read your piece on um, what you thought about it. Um, so yeah, why don't you start us off? Tell us what you thought. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I watched this, this movie or the, the, the finale on a flight. I'm still jet lagged. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how this conversation unfolds, but, uh, I, I just like jotted down bullet points and, and thoughts and stray observations as I was watching the, the finale on a flight and posted that up on Substack uh, a few hours ago. But I, I thought ultimately, um, <laughs> you know, there was a, there was a, an episode early in this season where i think it was logan's final interaction with the kids where logan says i love you but you're not serious people mm. and seemed like things were gonna go in the favor of the roy kids during that vote when kendall thought he had it all orchestrated and planned out and then shiv leaves the room and then there was that very i, I thought it was an incredible scene where they just like all like you know all of all of their flaws and mistakes and character uh, yeah, character flaws just all came out, and they 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 root. Well, yeah, yeah, basically, Kendall ruined his own chances, and yeah, all of that, all of that just sort of played out. And Shiv, yeah, I thought Shiv's decision was very interesting, right? Like they had you going. It was a ninety-minute episode. You thought that she was furious that Tom had once again kind of betrayed her the way that he did last season, and then it ended up going in a different direction. So, yeah, yeah. What did, what did you make of it? So yeah, we thought that you know I said last uh, week that it could be a uh, like a feminist ending where Shiv has been pushed aside by men the whole uh, series and now she is like pregnant and the CEO and it's almost like an anti-feminist uh, mm. ending. It's like uh, Tom is you know the striving male ends up on top. Uh, she's just his wife, right? She's she's lived her whole life in uh logan's shadow right and that's like you know just not taken seriously and then she has this guy she marries this man who she thinks is in the palm of her hand right Mm -hmm. um and so she's like you know manipulating him the whole time she ends it ends up though reversed and you know when he puts his palm like in between them um in that and then one of the final scenes and then she puts her hand there it's like okay like it's like the it's sort of flipped and you could see tom like you know, it's, it switches. Like when he, when he becomes CEO, he walks straighter. He has more like, you know, he's like, his, his, his head is up. I mean, just the body language changes. You can tell, like, he's like a different man uh, when mm. this happens. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it's very fascinating. So it's like almost like an, you know, and he's got his, um, you know, he's got, he's got the job. He's got his wife. He's got a baby on the way, which he always wanted. He's got the family. So he really mm. ends up with sort of everything he wanted. And you said one thing in the, uh, uh, in your, uh, in your sub stack, you said, uh, well, you know, he gave up Shiv's love, um, you know, for career and that's what she would have done. And I, I, you know, I don't think that's, I don't think that's right. I don't think he could have had like Shiv's love, like a normal person. I think Shiv mm. needed a man who was just going to sort of control her and be like the dominant one in the relationship, or she would be stepping on him. Like, I, I think that, I don't think like the option when she says like, let's try to like sort of make this normal, which she says earlier in the episode, yeah, I don't think yeah. that was a realistic option. Um, and so I think he's, he's one ship actually. That's um, interesting. And he's yeah, gonna, that's... he's gonna, she's gonna be the, <laughs> she's gonna be the wife CEO. Now, you know, who knows where their story goes from here. I don't know if Tom maintains the upper hand forever, but you know, at this point in the relationship where the series ends, you know, it's sort of, it's like a traditional marriage, it's like CEO, his unemployed wife and, and her baby <laughs> on the way. Yeah. It's a, it's a sort of a business arrangement in itself that, that marriage. Yeah. I, I guess like, well, yeah, the, I guess why I said that Tom chose power over, I said something like true love or actual love with Shiv is because he had that conversation with Matson where Matson basically said, I'm going to appoint you the CEO. And, you know, what if one of Matson's not so ulterior motives? I mean, I think Shiv is on some level aware of this is that Matson just wants to sleep with Shiv and he mm-hmm. tells Tom this and says, like, I think Shiv, Shiv would sleep with me too. And Tom doesn't challenge it. Right. He like, sort of in a, in a way he this is, this is anti-feminist too he's like all right you're gonna appoint me ceo and you want to sleep with my wife done and done deal and uh and instead of being um like instead of defending shiv's honor and in, in a way i think almost like if he had tried to defend shiv's honor uh shiv would have not loved him right like yeah, yeah. so he, he almost had to betray her in order to get her and so that's yeah okay i mean the whole show is i thought it was like yeah the the it was there is like um sort of a what like a conservative or right-wing undercurrent throughout that shiv was never going to be the successor um but in a way 
as a woman, she had the power to decide which male would be, you know, like there is that sort of feminine selection of male power. And she held that right. Like the, you know, the, the, the show very cleverly set it up to where she was the final vote and she had to choose between her brother or Tom. Yep. You know what? It's interesting because like you think about brother versus husband. I mean, it's not really a um, it's not really a fair fight, right? She chooses between brother and husband, but brother can ignore her, right? The brothers have pushed her aside every chance they've gotten, like her family. And Tom can't if he's married mm. to her and they're going to have a baby, right? And so it's like it's like you know, from, from her perspective, mm. like the husband is sort of like the no brainer. And then, like, this shows what Tom, Tom has been trying to have a baby for a while. And Shiv has been, like, sort of pushing back. And I think they sort of, it seems like they sort of understood that when a woman gets pregnant, the power dynamic shifts in favor of the male, right? And I think Mm. that's sort of what it is. It's like Shiv doesn't have the option of just, like, getting up and leaving leaving him now. Um, You know, she could, but, you know, her market value, her market value and all this are not, you know, as high as they were before she got pregnant. Um, And so I think that, like, he's sort of, you know, she's got a few more months of like being pregnant and then having a baby and then have to, having to take care of whatever, you know, they'll, they'll have nannies and stuff like, you know, cause they're rich, but still, um, you know, and people will take her less seriously for her career. She'll be able to do less stuff, uh, when she's pregnant. And so it seems like this was like sort of what's going on. It's like, it was like, uh, the, the baby thing was about, you know, commitment, but all the, you know, the Tom wanted when he was going to, when he was going to go to jail, that's when he became obsessed, uh, with getting her pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that, but then you know, it's like they'll be more likely to stay together. And also if they do stay together, Tom will be on top. And so Tom did end up getting pre- her pregnant. And then he's like wins because, <laughs> because of, and yeah. then she has to appoint, she has to have him as a CEO. She, you know, her, yeah. her fate becomes more intertwined with him. And then she goes with him rather than, rather than Kendall. Right. Yeah. And the baby itself for Shiv is kind of a, kind of a, a bargaining chip. If she wasn't pregnant, uh, I don't know that Tom would have been like open to to having her back in his life and to sort of maintain their entanglement. You know, at the very end, he whispers to her, uh, you know, meet me in the car in 20 minutes. Uh, if she wasn't pregnant, I don't know that he would have done that. Like, I don't, you know, wouldn't like, especially if he had managed to obtain a CEO position, uh. you know, she, uh, his fraught relationship with Shiv picked, you know, played out the way that it did. She's uh, not pregnant. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, 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 that line a few episodes back where, uh, Shiv tells, tells Tom that she's pregnant and Tom is like, is that even true? Or is that a move? Like, that's what their relationship is where yeah. everyone is second guessing everyone else. I think at that, by, by, by now in the finale, like, I think Tom is aware Shiv kind of is like showing now, you know, it's, it's, it's apparent that she's pregnant now too. So in a way, yeah, it's, it worked out for both of them as as best it could. Like, that's the happiest ending for them that you could expect in this kind of show. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of glad. Like, the, the ending was satisfying. Okay, so here's the thing. So about her showing, her starting to show in this episode, it's sort of silly because this whole thing is like six days. And she gets noticeably <laughs> bigger in, like, that time. Like, it's a big difference. And it turns out, like, we speculated on this before. I just Googled this. Uh, she's pregnant in real life. So that's what happened. That they yeah. they wrote the pregnancy into the story, but like they're making the story like day by day when really like they want to like weeks or something apart, right? Yeah. They they film those shows, and so she's noticeably pregnant. But it's funny, like the day before, she's not really noticeably pregnant. One thing that I uh, like about this show too, this is sort of like meta commentary. I, I read this interview with uh, I think his name is Jesse Armstrong, the creator of the show, where they asked him like, "Can you tell us like what the timeline of the show is? Because it does seem a bit murky." And he said that like this is just how television works where, you know, like days get compressed and months become, you know, whatever, like basically the timeline gets messy because you, you, you know, you want to fast forward certain storylines, you want to sort of highlight certain subplots and that's just how things go. And I like that he was just honest about it because a lot of shows are like this where, you know, like, like, I don't know, in the Sopranos, Christopher, Christopher's age compared to Tony gets changed multiple times depending on, um, convenience and, and, and that's really well, 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 how, yeah. how? uh, so Early on, uh, or no, no, this was this was midway through. Uh, Chris mentions how I think when he was eleven, Tony and uh, and Tony B, Tony Blundetto, used to like tie him to a tree when they were nineteen. So the age gap was supposed to be, I think, eight years. But then on other occasions, uh, one of them says like, you know, they're like fifteen years apart because I think season one, Tony's forty or he's about to turn forty, and Christopher's supposed to be twenty five. Uh, and then in the Many Saints movie, Tony's 17 years old uh, in the later part of the movie, 
and Christopher Moltisanti is just born and he carries him as a baby. Uh-huh. Right. And so there's a lot of like, you know, rearranging the timeline there. Um, but yeah, for, for this for succession, I think it's, it's kind of fine. It's like, yeah, we don't really know, but, um, it, it, it works out. Well, they and, have, yeah, yeah, the presidential schedule, cause they had that primaries. I thought I, you know, I remember reading online so that it was like a year and it made sense. It was like the, the you mm-hmm. know, the presidential primary and then the presidential election gave you like these, yeah. you know, uh, these, uh, exact points. And I thought the season one was like Logan's birthday. And then season six, it says was, uh, Logan's next birthday. Yeah. And then they, it was supposed to be at one year. This was all supposed to be one year. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the way it works because a lot of the episodes are like one day apart. So I don't know. I, were there, are there inconsistencies? Is that why people, is that why he was being asked this? Because uh, I was unaware yeah, of I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, there's still, yeah, I don't remember the specific scene or, or plot why he was asked this, but I think like just broadly, you know, they're probably like offhand remarks in the show where someone says, you know, two weeks from now. And then if you add up all the yeah. times that they talk about the time adding up, it's actually longer than what he said. And yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's, you know, these things, these things tend to happen. I mean, even in our own memory, when you think about how time passes, <laughs> you know, speaking of false memories, uh, you know, we could, we could talk about, um, you know, Kendall's, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just love that scene so much Yeah, where, where they're the, where Shiv interrupts the meeting and then uh, she says, yeah, she tells Kendall, you can't, you can't be the CEO. You killed someone. <laughs> and Kendall was like, no, I didn't. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> didn't as, so, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, it's over for him. This guy's yeah. such an idiot. Yeah. Kendall is like, he's like, that was just perfect for him where he always loses control. Right. It reminded me of the season one uh, episode where he tries to get the board to vote and push Logan out. And he's like frantically running and talking to them on the phone and he fails. And it like, he, he lost the vote again this time. Like just Kendall can't keep it together. Yeah. None of them can. I mean, he's relatively mm. like good at keeping it mm. together relative to uh, Roman. Um, yeah. and maybe Shiv, depending on the situation. But yeah, he's still not good at keeping it together. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. One more thing about Tom. I think like the um, you know he's uh, you, you know you ever read like those um, uh, things about um, like these animals and you know I, I know the cuttlefish does this. I think some other animals will do this. Where like the male will sort of camouflage as a female. Uh, in order to sort of get, you know, escape the other male and so be able to mate with the female. And so Tom, there's sort of like a thing like this with humans, right? Where a male goes around being, uh, you know, just like sort of being a a, a doormat, um, gets Mm. stepped on, but then is seen as less of a threat for everybody. And then he's able to sort of sneak up. And I sort of thought that analogy with with Tom, right? Tom is just, he gets where he is because he's a doormat. Like uh, Shiv marries him in the first place. Um, you know, he's kissing up to Logan when Logan, you know, when he thought Logan would give him something. And then like, um, and then a Matson appoints him for that exact same reason. Right. But it ended, but he ends up the most successful of anybody, right. He ends up winning the show. And so this is like, actually, you know, this is, this is interesting is sort of like a, you know, evolutionary theory of like how humanity mm. works. Right. Yeah. Well, Tom doesn't pretend to be, I thought you were going to go in a different direction with Greg where Greg sort of plays that role with Tom and, and sort of, you know, like, uh, uh, continues to ascend alongside. Yeah. Tom, they're, similar. Tom, they're similar. They, I mean, Tom yeah. sees himself in Greg, I think, um, which oh, is yeah. why he keeps them all around so much and they have a relationship through it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Tom sort of what like, uh, uh, conceals himself by, by sort of bending to whoever's the strongest person in the room. So he, yeah, he would do that when it's just him and Shiv, he's sort of the doormat. And then when Logan's in the room, Tom is willing to betray Shiv for logan and now matson has the most power and tom is just sort of bending in that direction uh so shiv is kind of right you know when, when shiv early in the episode of the finale she and matson are talking and she you know basically says like you know yeah we can keep tom around he's you know he's compliant he'll suck up he'll do whatever it takes and matson gets this weird smile on his face and uh and then like yeah smash cut to him talking to tom and saying like yeah you know i I think, you know, I could sleep with Ship if I wanted. So I'm going to put you as CEO. And that's kind of the deal. And I think like Matson was aware um, that if that's the way Shiv is talking about her husband, that he could probably, you know, take Tom and do what he wanted with him. And and in a way, like, you know, we, I think I think once Tom is in that position, we'll never know for sure. But it's also possible that like once Tom reaches that role, you know, you'd mentioned how he was walking a little taller, is a bit more confident. Maybe if key and Shiv form uh, a serious alliance that uh you know maybe maybe uh he could actually go toe-to-toe with matson and 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 find ways to accrue more power in that role yeah. for himself so yeah i don't know i think uh tom has been 
Tom is kind of consistently underestimated throughout the series, and and, and so is Greg um, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see, I mean, a Tom and Greg spinoff would be, you know, running ATN would be pretty interesting, actually. I mean, Tom was com- yeah. always a compelling character. His scenes were some of the most interesting. I mean, he was such a tortured individual, right? Um mm-hmm. And like people see can see them, I think people can see the insecurities, you know, of themselves. Like he's like he's sort of amoral, but he's like so amoral that it's uh, that it's endearing, right? It's like the way most people are just amoral. I like when he tells uh, uh, Madsen, like when he says Madsen asks him to sell himself, he's like, you know, I'm always worried. I'm always you know working hard. And it's like, you know, I don't feel like any. It's like I, I don't. I give the people what they want. It's not my job to offer them dietary advice, right? He's just like very straight up. Like he doesn't care what the effect of his uh of the programming is on, on society um and so yeah you know i think that like it was always sort of a, you know i think it, a lot of people foresaw this a lot of people foresaw that it could be tom tom and greg was sort of you know it was about the roy children but tom and greg were always sort of right there um and it ends up you know tom and greg uh at the top in the end um yeah yeah and so that scene where you know kendall says i didn't kill the guy you wrote like he was actually a killer and he should have owned it but i i, I think that's like yeah. getting a bit confused of like what killer mean. killer doesn't mean like get drunk and like drive off a right drive off a bridge or something right um no 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 i don't think so but i i think like the, that that term was used i think like that term was highlighted in the show for a reason and uh you know and and of of logan's sons Kendall is the, the only one who killed someone. Now, He's I don't think like Logan was literally guess, saying yeah. to murder someone. I don't think Logan was saying that, but I think he was, you know, there's something, there's something there where if, if, if someone actually kills someone, the way that you respond to it also shows like whether you're this sort of metaphorical killer, the way that Logan uses the term and Kendall, you know, he was a real killer, but he wasn't yeah. a, a killer in the, in the sense yeah. of, of Logan, uh, yeah. the Logan Roy sense. And uh, and I think like the way he, he he handled that was just so it was so I mean it was so in character for Kendall, but um, yeah I thought he he totally flubbed that like his reaction yeah. was to just pretend no, it didn't no. happen. I was just sorry, yeah, I was making up just just trying to get. Some I of false memory <laughs> it. Even that even that term is perfect for Kendall. Like like turning turning that uh, what like that noun into a verb. I felt I false memoried it. You know, it never happened that way. Um, and then yeah. uh and then Shiv like 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 okay and then Robin like in the background like that was a move like yeah. confused like what's yeah. wrong with you why would you <laughs> like why would you say that you know like and yeah Kendall was trying oh we were having a moment together and, uh, like oh god this is it was all over from there it all started to unravel and uh, yeah I thought I thought Kendall would have been much better off owning it and just like throwing it back at Shiv or 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 saying like yeah, like things, these things happen or whatever, or like, you know, yeah, like people die. This is serious shit. Like this is how dad would have handled it, whatever. Like, you know, like that's not a, a that's not exclusionary criteria well, it was, for it was, me. Well, it was because people could, they were yelling at each other and people could hear them in the other room. So like, yeah, I, yeah. I thought he was like, it's like, you know, I thought he was like going to go to jail. Like, yeah, I killed, like they would have all, wouldn't they all like heard that? Weren't they hear, yeah, hearing the conversation? Yeah, yeah. Like that could have, no, I think like, he had the, the diet. room, man. Like that whole interaction yeah. with them was was like I, you know Logan's ghost was there looking at them saying you're not serious people like, <laughs> you guys are so stupid like all of you yeah. but but yeah Kendall Kendall most of all. and then yeah the way that Kendall like grabbed Roman uh, oh yeah he called him a cuck <laughs> in the room oh yeah. wait 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 yeah did did, this, did they not mention the the, they the kids, finally right? no they finally got to that that's beautiful because uh yeah and then rome goes bloodline she has the bloodline she's the only one with biological children they're not his biological children and he says mm-hmm. and rome says one is a buy-in i, I guess an ad- adoptive one is a buy-in. so, so I, I thought that either meant adoption or in vitro like but no, i don't know no, which no, no. they would still be biological if they were in vitro and the other one he said was was the project uh, was the product of Ra- Rav- raja and half, like half fi- rava half a filing cabinet guy or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, she, she he was cucked and then and they adopted i think that's i think that's yeah. because yeah she's too dark and like <laughs> <He was cucked. laughs> well we don't know if he was cucked that could have been like rava's you know, previous marriage or yeah, previous relationship could have could have been, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, so which one was which? That was the uh, was the, of course, um, the, the dark one, skin the, girl. She was the buyer. Right? I uh, has to be right. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I but, mean, but I am so glad. Like, why? Why did nobody discuss? Like, why did nobody talk about the daughter being a different race? And they were hinting at it. I mean, they were, and they never told us. And then they they bring it up in like a moment where it's like, 
it, it matters, right? It matters yeah. to the story. And I just thought that was so beautiful. It was like, yeah. oh, here's this like thread that only Richard Hanania right follows and is like interested <laughs> in. And then at the end, they're like, here, this is just for you. We're we're gonna clear it up for you because you know they, you don't want you they to. They must have heard want... our podcast before <laughs> and wrote that in at the end. Uh, well, I, I I thought it was yeah, it was it was a it was a good move on the part of the writers to or or the producers to with withhold that right because it had maximal impact right yeah. like it's almost like the the siblings have like certain boundaries they're not willing to cross or there's certain taboo topics among them and one is probably kendall's kids yeah so we right? like that may be a sore spot for him we never hear it yeah exactly yeah, so yeah. It's so and then crazy. when yeah. roman is at his most angry and the emotions are running high and and also interestingly right after kendall calls roman a cuck Roman throws that in his face, like, oh, oh, yeah, like I because I have this fetish, fine, you know, you call me a cuck, like who's actually, a, you know, like, you know, and then brings up the kids um, and says, what did he? He said, like, I didn't say that. That's just something Dad said, <laughs> which which actually makes it worse that this is something, you know, because Kendall would would be even more angry to know that that's what his dad would say about it. Um, yeah, that was so beautiful. The whole thing, the way that it played out, and and that, yeah, Shiv. Um, did you think Shiv had planned all along? to ultimately vote against Kendall because she seemed serious. Like she seemed furious initially when she found out that Tom was going to be appointed. She starts, you know, uh, uh, planning with the siblings and they're sitting in the boardroom. Like where, at what point I wonder, did Shiv suddenly decide or did she not decide until I wanted to have, I wanted to have, um, I wish I had the time to go back and see it. There was a scene you're, it, it was on her face. Her face changed. I, for, I forget exactly what Kendall said. Like Kendall was giving a speech. He says something, and then I have to go back and watch it. And her expression mm, changed. Interesting. And I forget. Okay. I forget exactly uh, what it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So, so I wonder if, like, if Shiv Shiv may have had doubts. Maybe, maybe that scene is when the doubt entered her mind. And then I think like when Kendall <laughs> said I didn't kill the guy, that was when she was like, nope, like you're not, it's not you. Um, but yeah, I wonder uh, like wh- when the doubt entered her mind and if if Kendall had never gone after her, like suppose that Kendall and Roman had just stayed put in the boardroom, gave Shiv time, or if they just walked into the room and said, hey, Shiv, take the time you need. We know it's a big decision. We'll be in the room waiting for you. If she had come back on her own, what would her final decision have been? You know, like was was Kendall's there going after her in the first place and trying to explain himself or try to yeah. you know bully her into voting for him which is yeah. that's what's what he did I mean she's still yeah so it, when she found it was Tom and not her I mean she still got to be basically CEO right she's part of a, like the her husband is the CEO and so like mm-hmm. yeah that changes things for her right like she doesn't want her brother her brothers are just like you know that she's given up on them, like actually bringing her in or doing anything for her or like making her important, right? They, 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 she gets that she'll <laughs> always be second fiddle to them. So it just it made sense that she wasn't on board with this Kendall thing, you know, maybe to get back at uh, Matson. But then when Matson made Tom the CEO, then that that changes things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I wish I could. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the show notes. I'm going to go back and watch a scene yeah. after this and then, and well, then see what exactly it is. He, he, he might have been, it. I think it was something about his dad. I think it was something like, you know, I, Kendall might have said something like, you know, his dad would have done or thought or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this might have been it. And I don't know. Maybe her reaction was like, you know, this guy is just all about, I guess, following his dad or, you know, follow, you know, it, it might have shown some weakness or something. I don't know, but I've got to go back and watch. Um, the other, what, something else. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. What you were yeah, well, say. well, what's interesting is that so, so, the way that she found out it was going to be Tom that played out interesting too, because so, so, um, so what is it? Greg, uh, <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg uses the audio app when the guys are speaking Swedish yeah. and then see, Oh, it's, you know, it says something like, you know, when's he going to tell them it's not going to be her. Greg does the math and figures out it's not Shiv calls Kendall and then, but he doesn't tell them, you know, nobody knows who yet. Right. And so then Shiv receives the information that it's not going to be her. It's going to be someone else. They're talking about Lawrence. They're talking about other people. And then uh, Shiv brings this up to Tom. And Tom, at first, Tom doesn't say right away. He says something like, well, who would it be? What have you heard? And Shiv, you know, says, we don't know. Maybe Lawrence. She throws some names around or, you know, is uncertain. And Tom just says, like, Shiv, you should know it's going to be me. Why would he do that? What was Tom's motivation for just, like, 
you know, for saying that to her? Did he know on some level that she would come around and take his side? Was he hoping that like once she learned that he was going to be the CEO, she would return to him because he had the power? Was it because he was angry at Shiv and wanted to kind of rub in her face that he was the one who won in the end? Why would he, why, why didn't he just say like, you know, that's interesting, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, not, not uh, said anything more about, uh, you know, why would he not divulge that information? I don't know. I think he might've believed it was wrapped up for the Madsen side. He might not have thought, but he thought it seemed like he thought it was done. He's like, you're going to okay. find out anyway. So he may, I don't think he was privy to all the board stuff and he might've mm, gotten that information that, you know, that, that they were going to yeah. win anyway. Um, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he just, you know, he just told her, yeah, you know, be in the car, right? Like, yeah, That's this is something right. Tom wouldn't, yeah. have, wouldn't have done Tom's before. Not on the board, right? Yeah, yeah. I forgot Tom's not on the board. He wouldn't necessarily have, uh, yeah, he wouldn't be aware that that needed to occur to finalize it. And Madsen, yeah, Madsen just told him it's this is how it's going to be, and he just accepted it. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, that's helpful. That helps to make sense of it. I mean. Yeah, that was uh, like like the 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 Tom dynamic that played out perfectly. The yeah, I don't know, like the whole yeah. Tom would have never behaved like those guys in that room. <laughs> yeah, that scene. Tom would have never like you know, I, but it's weird. Like he does get like weird and goofy with with Greg, right? Like they go in the bathroom and uh, and he's like, Greg, did you, you know, basically like did you betray me? And like slaps Greg. Greg slaps him back. Yeah. You know, they get into this little slapping match in the bathroom, and then they come out. Um, so. Tom can be a little bit of a goofball sometimes too, but he can still like manage to be serious when he needs to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I could get more like by the end of the series, I was sick of Kendall. I was sick of Shiv and I was sick of uh, Roman. I thought they, yeah. you know, it's like they had gone through multiple iterations of the same story. Okay. Roman's a pervert. Okay. Kendall gets depressed and then comes back and like, you know, screws everything up. Like we've seen like multiple and even like the board meeting, the last one, it was like Roman, like Roman was the one they were hanging on, you know, that was one mm. of those early seasons. And this one, it happens to be Shiv, right? So it's like, you know, enough. I could have watched more Tom, like Tom's development. Like mm. he won, like, but I could watch a Tom spinoff while the other characters, you know, I think they, I think they, you know, they went, they left us at the right time because, uh, you know, they, they have had enough of them. I mean, that, that they, they showed what they are, but did you think, what did you think Kendall, when Kendall, when it happened, when they, when Frank told Kendall, you know, it's, it's been done. Uh, what did you think Kendall was going to do at that moment? Uh, it's been done in terms of like the vote. Like when is he over. comes back and they tell him they the Shiv came back and voted and it was over. Oh. He wasn't going to see What did you think? Like, and he starts walking out, right, and he goes to the elevator. What did you think he was going to do? What Kendall was going to do? Um, yeah. uh, well, like, do you mean? I thought initially he was going to try to talk them out of it, right? Like he was going to what? Like try to try to win Frank over, maybe win Carl over, or basically he thought that he could talk himself out of this, like one one final shot. Um, yeah, I mean, once he realized it was over for him, yeah, I mean, I, I, well, the other interesting thing is that, um, I mean, he's an addict, he has issues with drugs, with addiction, with depression, and he's sort of implied in the room with Shiv and Roman that he's like, you know, I was groomed for this. And if I don't get this, like, I don't know, like, I'm, this is the only thing I'm fit to do. Sort of implying that he will spiral out of control. He says, "I will die if I don't get this. I will die." I will. I will that. Oh, that's right. He says that. You know, which, which, you know, it's, it could be a, you know, him, him exaggerating. But there's, he also could, you could read that as him saying, like, I'll probably like either do enough drugs to to wreck my life or I'll kill myself, uh, you know, or both. And so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, there was that sort of that that feeling at the end, the final shot of Ken, right, when he's walking in the park and. Uh, who's the body man? The uh, the 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 the. You know, I always forget this guy's name. Yeah. Um, Logan's the guy's best friend for Lo- Yeah, Logan's bestie, who's now <laughs> Kendall's uh, bodyguard. And you know, for me, that that was like a shot of like the you know, like a, almost like a like like Logan's ghost lingering over Kendall in that final shot as he's walking, and the bodyguard has like fifteen paces behind him. And then he's kind of standing behind him when he's sitting on the park bench. That's Logan's like, that's his father or like what remains of his father looking at him and, and sort of silently judging him as a failure. Um, so I think, yeah, the way it's going to play out for Kendall is probably, probably not good. I think like if we stick with Kendall and had a few more episodes focusing on him, it's he, he's going to unravel. Um, yeah. What's weird though, is like surely his siblings know him well enough to understand this is what will happen to him. Um, and 
now they know that he either killed a guy or he's like psychopathic enough to lie about killing someone as a move, which I don't even think they would do. Uh, but then you see like the final shot of Roman, he, he's sitting at a bar or a restaurant or something. And he has this smile on his face. Like he's yeah. kind of happy that this is how he's free. free. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he's, yeah, he's free. He's no longer tied to the company. He gets his golden parachute, his payout. He's done. Uh, but he, you know, he also knows that his brother is not going to be the boss and will turn into whatever happens to Kendall. He must know that Kendall's going to, going to spiral. Well, here's, what I, here's what I thought happened. I thought Kendall was going to jump out the building. I thought he was just going to go straight to dying. Like, oh, I thought that he was going to die. No, not, not yeah. yet. Literally. Oh, no. Why not? It was a bad well, thing. He could have killed himself. Because, yeah, remember, he can't because Logan had those, like, the, the plate glass thing installed, uh, um, okay, then that? when he went, when he walked over to the ocean, he could have. I thought he was going to jump at that moment too. Oh, just just drown himself. I thought or? it was implied that I thought it was implied that he might do it. Like after the scene was over, like he's just like looking over at the water. He's depressed. He sits down. I think it's implied that he might have. You know, he might have jumped later. Uh, maybe I don't know. I think it was supposed to be ambiguous. You don't really know what's what. You know what what what's going to become of him. I think he's either going to die quickly or die slowly. Uh, like he's going to try to kill himself quickly or slowly uh, from, you know, from the point where we see him last onward. Yeah. Kendall's not going to like whatever, like try to try to build uh, what were they working on at the beginning of the season, the hundred uh, or whatever, you know, app or whatever other kind of um, startup ideas that they had. I just don't see Kendall sort of sticking around and trying to build something of his own or, or if he does, it's just, it's, he doesn't have it in him. He's not, you know, he's not a serious person. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I, I don't think it's going to go well for him. Roman. Yeah. Like what's going to become of Roman? I wonder, I mean, he yeah. was happy at the end. I think he'll yeah. probably live like a pretty, I, I, I like to think, life. I like to think he had, like, he finally got an erection, right? <laughs> he finally got a natural erection. It would have been cool if like, he just, well, I mean, he can have erections, right? He can masturbate. I think can't he, uh, he just can't have sex. I, I think like would have liked, liked to see like some way to show that like his problem had been, had been solved. Hmm. Yeah, well, he, I thought he could just under, like, it has to be under, like, weird. weird yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. Be, so I would have liked some way, like, yeah. he sees a girl in a bikini and then just has, like, a normal erection. Oh, I see. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, the, like the family traumas are resolved and, like, suddenly his sexual dysfunction has been, <laughs> yeah, like, like, remedied. And so now he can, um, yeah. he can, like, yeah, he, he just has normal sex with a normal girl without any weird. That would be, like, that would be so Jerry funny. It's just like, he's just turned off. Like, he's not interested in Jerry anymore. Like, that's uh, something like that. That would be that would be so like this is what it what it took like to just sort of uh, uh, disentangle from the family business and now Roman is uh, he's yeah nah, I was sort of just, they, they just gave us Kendall being depressed we've had that in the show I wanted like final finality there and then Ro- mm-hmm. Roman yeah I wanted his sexual you know I wanted his sexual uh, problems to be solved I wanted a little I wanted a little more from the other characters but we didn't get it. I think that if if Kendall died, like if Kendall had jumped off a building or like there was some kind of a an actual suicide, I think that would have just taken up like, like in a way that would have sucked all the energy out of the show. That would have been the thing that people remember of Succession is the finale of Kendall jumping off the building. Like that would have become a gif or something. Like that would have been what people remember of Succession. I think it's it's better they did it this way because like you the whole show stays with you, right? Whereas like if one character does something. It, extreme that sort of becomes what people remember of of the finale and ultimately of the show i just feel like kendall's story is over it's like uh so spoiler alert we're going we're going to soprano spoiler here for people to see the last um, you know next uh, minute or two so speed up um the uh uh like chris Baltasante when chris uh died i felt like this makes mm-hmm. sense because like his story had reached it was like addict falls back gets optimistic you know, thinks he's going to do it, falls back. And it's like, okay, how many times can you go through this cycle? Just, you know, that's it. It's over. It's over for you. <laughs> it's like, don't he finally, mercifully, like, you know, uh, move this ground. And it seemed like that with Kendall too. Like he, his whole arc was like, you know, he was hot here and then he just like collapses. And then, so like a huge part of the show is just him at the bottom, having that pathetic birthday party, doing all these drugs. <laughs> and and he's, he's gone through this cycle before. We know he's had like drug, he's had drug issues before. And so right. now like, you know, he's, brought back down he loses the entire company and it's just like is he gonna come back like no like just give us the finale just give us so the- we should have had we should have had a sort of a chris multisanti esque scene with kendall where uh like 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 carl or frank, frank. Carl. 
suffocate this guy like in his sleep. <laughs> like, they, don't, they don't pull him out of the water. He falls in the well, water, tries to get out. Frank and Carl walk by and just like say, you yeah, know what? He's, he's just, uh, yeah, he's underwater. They put their hand in the pool and just hold his nose shut and just <laughs> say goodbye. Uh, well, there was that scene with Carl and Frank when when Tom is walking into the room about to become appointed as CEO, and 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 I think it's it's Frank says to Carl like we should have slid his throat in the in, in the crib or something. I think basically try to freeze Tom out before yeah. he got to the level. I thought they said well, we should. I thought they said we should slit his throat. I, I thought. Well, I thought, either way, I, I thought they said we should have meaning like as soon as Tom became a part of the firm and and was marrying married to Shiv that he was going to be a serious threat to us. Um, so, they, but, but they were, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, and then those were, guys. They, they, well, they were. Th- it was cool because no, because they go. Uh, they're thinking that um, uh, you know, they're sitting there like golden parachute or like could we like stick around with Tom? And then Tom like turns out doesn't want them. He wants them gone. So this is maybe a sign that like yeah. Tom is actually pretty slick. He's gotten back. He knows he's <laughs> Carl. He knows not to leave these old guys around Carl and Frank. And he's just gonna get rid of them. And maybe maybe Tom is gonna be this amazing dictator. Him and Menken. Are just gonna. <laughs> oh man! Well, <laughs> hey, okay, so that's interesting. Speaking of Mencken, they don't. They, I think there's yeah. zero discussion of the election. Mencken's well, no, name doesn't one, come there's up. One. There's was one. There? there was a okay. uh, when they were with Connor in the uh, old apartment. Um, okay. They were like, uh, you know, there was a c- case out of Wisconsin, right? That some Jimenez had a good ruling in his favor, right? Oh. And that's when Willow gets mad because uh, Connor might might not be Menken, so Connor won't get his uh, you know ambassadorship, right? Oh, uh, so okay. yeah, so we don't know. There was just one setback for for Menken, um, yeah. and so yeah, we we don't know in the end what's what's going to happen. So interesting how this is like playing out. Like uh, we like between reality and this show, we're sort of like normalizing the feeling that that like elections aren't decided anymore except through like litigation in the courts. <laughs> like we're not like you know this is just how like we're sort of ex- expecting this and anticipating this now. That, well, I don't like, think oh, you can't just have a show did that. Well, no, 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 the show yeah. did it, but like, you know, you had you know it happened in real life, and now art reflecting life, and now we're just sort of immersed in this feeling that elections are no longer. Yeah valid on their own merits now you need like lawyers and attorneys and judges to decide like that's yeah there's something well i mean that was really a creation of 2020 i mean 2020 that was like yeah i think the norm was before that that was i mean we had the bush v gore but then we had a you know series of normal elections where it was decided like the night or like the day the next day and then i think Mm -hmm. 2020 uh was really yeah it became sort of a uh, business model for sort of republican candidates to say the election uh you know the election was stolen yeah. Well, I still think that Mencken, you know, Mencken won fair and square. <laughs> well, of course, I think of course, <laughs> legally he has to, right? They burned down the ballots. They can't just, you know, they can't run out of the election again. So that, that that was like the that was the argument of like Roman them. So I think it's right, even if the fascists did, even if the fascists did burn all the, the proud the boys. Ballots. Yeah, the yeah, proud <laughs> the proud. Yeah, but they don't. Uh, yeah, that that was like a sort of a, a a thread that was never resolved. We never learned. Like, did Megan actually win or not? Yeah, I mean, this um, is why. This is despite why this being a ninety minute episode, that was a long episode. So I thought they were going to close more. You know, discuss that that plot more. No, I didn't think so. I mean, it, there wasn't enough time for to get to it, right? Unless you did the montage, you know, fast forward thing, which they've never done. We're going to do. Yeah, yeah which is yeah, 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 and, and, and this was this was a better way, you know. Like ultimately, they sort of stuck to the themes of the show of like the family dynamics of the question mark around like how far is Tom going to go? Is he going to keep Greg with him? Like the the complex relationship with Shiv and Tom, and you know, and then yeah, Ken- Kendall's character flaws sort of uh, repeating themselves over and over again. Um, you know, his his relationship with his brother. That was like there were there were two separate occasions in this episode where he sort of intentionally inflicts pain on Roman, uh, you know, when he's hugging Roman and he has the the stitches on his eye and he's like pressing into his shoulder. The Roman uh, is doing it. Roman was the instant. Well, Roman was like, yeah, he's doing it. But then like Roman is or, or uh, Kendall is kind of like hugging him and 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 I think this is meant to be like this sort of am- ambiguity here too, where like you know this this the, a callback to season one where Roman would say, uh, you know, when we were kids, you'd lock me in a dog cage. And then uh, later we found out that, like, no, he asked Kendall to do this. And I think, like, in Roman's memory, or his by, by, by preference or fetish or what, that, like, he wants people to inflict pain on him, but they're unwilling to do so. And so he does it to himself or, like, tries to get them to do it. And then he yeah. remembers his, as them doing it to him because that's what he enjoys. Uh, and then in, the, and then in the, the, the private meeting with the siblings where Kendall grabs his face, and is uh and then is like actually trying to hurt him. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, yeah, that was a, that was a brutal scene, man. And then, and then, yeah, Shiv tries to stop him and, and Kendall's just totally, yeah, totally uh, uh, flailing. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. What's going to happen to Greg then? Is Greg, like, was, was Tom serious about, uh, we're keeping he's, you I on? think he's going to keep him around and yeah. just, like, abuse him, I think. I think he's going to be pretty... There was, uh, there was an interesting comment on, so when I posted the Substack, one of the commenters said um, that even the way that Tom told Greg he'd keep him on was a move in itself because so, so, so Greg says, you know, like what's going to become of people and what's going to happen and kind of like dancing around this question of like, like, do I still have a job? And Tom, you know, Tom looks at him and he's like, he's like, you know, you're, you're pathetic. And like, you know, just, um, not giving him a straight answer and slowly draws out the fact that like yes we have you know i have just enough capital with Matson to keep you on and you see like greg is visibly relieved and this was greg or this yeah yeah this is tom's way of like securing greg's loyalty right like he wants greg to be in this state of uncertainty of like do i have a job or not and then tom sort of denigrating him and insulting him and then saying like but i have just enough i can keep you on this is like you know, trying to ensure that Greg won't betray him now that now that we know that Greg has the, uh, you know, the willingness and ability. Yeah, Greg, <laughs> Greg really leveled up, man. Like if you compare it yeah. to season one, like he's, you know, he had like any anytime he has useful information, he immediately tries to use it in some way to, to secure yeah. advantages for himself. Well, um, I think Tom is going to maybe keep him around and not treat him very well and not pay him. Very, you know, it's funny. I like when he Tom's told him, uh, you know, you know, you're you and your 200,000 a year, you know, the most highest paid assistant ever, right? <laughs> we never had figures of like what they earned. So it's like, you know, he's like, you're going to go down to 20, 30, 40, right? With like, <laughs> 20, it's like not even minimum wage. Like I can't imagine you go down to 20. Uh, but yeah. it was, that, I thought that was funny. And it was, so it was like, yeah, like, and it seemed like, it seemed like, uh, I didn't make, I didn't understand Greg's betrayal because it was like, hmm. I think Tom was screwing with him. But he like he panicked and took it too seriously, right? Tom was like, you know, you're gonna be, you know, making twenty thousand a year, which I don't think was true. Like if Greg didn't betray him, I think he just always does this to Greg. He always screws with him and tries to get him to be uh, upset. And then like yeah. I guess he just believes him <laughs> and goes and goes and tells Kendall to hopefully get something out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, which I think it, it 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 makes sense with their relationship because they're like you. you I guess at the end, it's sort of you know we we have resolution here that like yes tom actually does care about greg and their relationship is more than just him being his uh his punching bag but but throughout like it's there is an ambiguity about like does like what does tom actually think about greg like he's kind of his only friend but then he also treats him poorly and sometimes does exploit him and take advantage of him so i think it kind of makes sense that like greg is in this state of like you know will tom actually be there for me or not and can i rely on his word and I think in a way, like even, even Tom probably begrudgingly uh, respects him for that, that, um, that Greg isn't just like a complete doormat uh, and, and probably sees himself in him too. Right. Cause, cause Tom's kind of a doormat, but he'll also, you know, use information uh, against his own wife <laughs> if it will, uh, if it will benefit him in some way. So I think yeah. he sees Greg. I mean, I guess and, I can't, and, yeah. I guess he can't get her. Greg is like his only real friend. He doesn't have friends. Like, he doesn't seem to have any friends yeah. in the world. So nobody has, the, nobody has friends, right? Nobody like, has, well, like, Stewie, remember Stewie and Kendall, the, they, they, well, they hung out, they, they, they were there together in the end. You see that? You in the end, Stewie he said he was on through. team Kendall, <laughs> but earlier in the series, right? Like uh, Kendall tried to secure Stewie's support against his father and Stewie responds like, you know, this is the most like, uh, you know, a succession line ever where he's like, I am like morally and ethically and professionally with whoever wins, <laughs> you know, like and he said something like that in this episode yeah. too. He said something right. like, you know, what's in it for I'm a selfish guy, but you know what? It seems like he just says that because he feels like he has to, but it seems like he really is on team Ken. I don't know. Mm. I, th- I feel like Stewie like actually is his friend because he does come down on Ken's, Ken's side, but I don't know if that's always the best. This is, business decision he just maybe has to feels like he has to justify it uh in that way yeah uh, yeah Stewie was gay to... by, Stewie was gay by the way because they right. when they yeah when they when they were like when they were talking and they're like uh you know uh he's like you know i i like i have weird tastes i like to do different things like no no you just like to suck guys off and you like to like, do molly and kiss men and you like the equivalent of french fries or something like that 
You, you missed the. This was the. Yeah, this was the Stewie. Oh, comment. I do remember that. Yeah, but I thought that was like a throwaway. No, I thought that. I thought that was. I thought that was uh, like. Well, it, it was a joke, yeah. but it was a yeah. joke. But like the joke that makes the makes sense in the context of like you're not that. You're just a normal gay guy uh, who likes to do normal drugs any normal food, right? It, it, it wasn't like how interesting. No, because if he was straight, it would have yeah. been opposite. If he was straight and to say he was gay would have implied he was like weird, right, or some or, or did something unusual. But if he's yeah. act, everyone knows he's gay, and then you say, "Oh, you just like to kiss guys," then that's yeah. like he's a vanilla gay guy, right? But then why would he say I'm weird or like I have? Well, weird because taste. that's his, that's his thing. He's trying to be more edgy and like uh, more, you know, more ruthless and more businessy than he actually hmm. is. But he's just a nice gay guy who's there for his boy Kendall. <laughs> well, okay, so so if it's true that Stewie is gay, then then he's the second. Um, I see the second, and there, that means there are at least two gay ethnic minorities on this show because also Lawrence, the Asian guy, uh, remember we found out that he Fine, had a, I mean, a boyfriend. So, yeah, I mean, so it's there like, there one, one of the, uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, uh, you know, this is interesting that, that, uh, that they have two, you know, two, two, uh, you know, yeah, ethnic minorities and they're gay and they're sort of, I guess like Lawrence wasn't really friends with Kendall, but they were business partners, business associates. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, that's interesting. I guess you need, yeah, a, you, know, you need a little bit of representation. None of the main yeah, characters the biggest... are gay, as usual for an yeah. HBO show. Yeah, who else is, who else is, well, I mean, the, the other person of color is that secretary who quit because of Menken, right? She's not gay. Yeah, that, I think those are the I only, yeah, so there's, those are like the most prominent uh, non-white characters in the whole show. Like, if you want to count Jimenez, I guess, if you want to. Is Jimenez um, gay? No, I mean, as a minority. <laughs> it could be. That, gay, I mean, I if, they, if they made him gay in the show, that would be like, okay, so. That, then yeah. there were, then the pattern would emerge. Once there's, if there's three, there's a pattern. Yeah. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Menken. We never see Menken with a woman, though, right? Does he have a wife? Do we see him with a wife? We don't. We don't see it. No, he could be gay. Yeah. I mean, he could be. Uh, there is that. He's also, he's very fit and good-looking, and there is that like that contingent we talked last time about the dissident branches of the right, and there is yeah. that kind of like he's a aesthetic. Who would be yeah, ba- yeah, people would be... speculate that BAP is gay, you know, like very well, interested I mean, in it, male it, aesthetics. It, it, you know, he leads them in that direction. If you read, it's like oh yeah, nice bodies of young men. You know, he just has like lines like this. Uh, oh, he does yeah. that. Okay, yeah, but you know, this is this is all you know. This is the um, this is the. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the, the you know that that wouldn't sell in a Republican party. Like you bad gayness, right? It would not sell. So this this is, goes back to what we were talking about. Men cannot yeah. being a. Um, I assume he probably has has a wife. I mean, I don't imagine the show could be that sort of. Uh, uh, the show could have him. What state? Like he was a senator. What state would a uh, a Nietzschean gay Republican uh, get elected for? No, a Republican. Uh, yeah, Republican. Yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah. An alt right gay, uh, alt right gay Republican, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's gotta be part of that. The closest. Um, yeah, yeah, or or like some like wild card state like New Hampshire. I don't know. Yeah, um, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are Republican candidates who uh, are single and unmarried. Tim Scott. Tim Scott yeah. doesn't have. Uh, you know, he's there. There are rumors swirling around him. So, you know, maybe Mencken is, uh, you know, yeah, in that yeah. vein. If someone were, it's ambiguous. We don't know. We don't know. Lindsey Lindsey Graham, right? Lindsay both Graham. South Carolina yeah. senators, interestingly, yeah, are neither yeah. both, you know, bachelors and possibly gay, and you know, nobody knows anything about their personal lives. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, the entire state delegation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, okay. The other the uh, the other thing that I saw and I noticed in the show was so their mom when they're with their mom, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, did you catch it when like they say goodbye to them when they leave the mom and then they are uh, uh, she's like okay she goes you know go away you know we're like okay go away now and then like her uh, joke of a husband I like this guy Peter he just like so he seems so sleazy like so openly sleazy like well that was a waste of time it seems like that that the was a plot to get them there was like, the whole thing was a plot uh, to like get them to invest in I don't know even know what it was yeah, timeshares or something they, they yeah, didn't it was even unclear. listen right? they, didn't, they left the room they didn't even listen to what Peter and his friend were trying to sell them and it's like it shows you like why they hate their mom like you to, until that moment I didn't realize why they hated their mom so much but they must have seen this like so often like she was just why. there uh, yeah. She was just there to like with her slimy boyfriend to like try to get you know 
try, try to sell them whatever timeshare yeah. whatever the equivalent of of time but, but didn't you uh i mean you saw like all their other like like uh, we did yeah just all of their interactions with with their mom they're always like emotionally weird and cold and she's like they, they are but i was wondering why i was wondering why they didn't like her like i didn't know like what she had done to make them like was, okay i mean i thought it was just her her personality it was like you know, like the first thing she does at Shiv and Tom's wedding is like go around and ask ask the attendees like how long do you give it? You know, like asking yeah. like how long do you think your you know my daughter is going to be married to him? Yeah, so, like well, with be. no like why would you do that? Like there's no indication that like this this marriage is doomed to fail. But that's just like you know she she doesn't uh, she doesn't want her daughter to be happy. Right, like I know, yeah. I don't know. Like, so she's just like a gossip and a goofy woman. It was different. It was different from trying to sell her on like uh, get Peter's timeshares. So I thought that was sort I of a different. Know. Like that was the whole I point. I think of that if you're the kind over. of woman who has three kids with a guy like Logan Roy, like there's, you know, like I think yeah that she there yeah Logan probably was 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 intrigued by her and her you know her flaws and and yeah i think a lot of women would have had three kids by logan roy i don't think that that's like a you know that's a, that's strange of a thing right logan i mean is, they had a marriage though like that i don't know i mean it, yeah if it was like a i don't think it was a business arrangement though right like lady caroline she's she's from like old european wealth herself so like it wasn't about like okay if it's carrie or like one of these women who marry logan for um you know, like, like materialistic reasons, that's fine. That's one thing. But like, if you're a, a, an aristocratic woman who has three kids with Logan, that means there's something up with you too. Like something off with her mentally, which is like, you know, it was, it was apparent in the show, um, especially between her and Shiv. Um, but yeah, the, I thought like, I mean, that was like a nice scene too. I was like, I was, um, I was surprised how well that was pulled off because like, they usually hate their mom even more than Logan and yet they like all got together at her house and it, it felt like, you know, it felt like something that could actually happen with them. Uh, and then like the scene with the blender and then forcing Kendall to drink it and then dumping it on his head and the scene in the lake. And yeah, that was like one final moment with the siblings where like they seem happy yeah. before it all yeah. falls apart. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And you think maybe you're going to get a happy ending at that point. Like, oh, they, they're, you know, they're yeah. kidding around. They're enjoying each other. The other thing um, was I like when Connor showed them that video. That was interesting. When Connor showed them the video of like the virtual dinner with Logan. I What did you think about that scene? Um, my impression was like, I mean, I, I thought that it, 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 it was kind of showing that Connor had like the best, like none of the kids could have that like interaction. Like none of the kids yeah. were in that room. The, the younger Roy kids. It was just Connor. Connor seems the happiest among the Roy kids. And in that scene, he was happy. Logan seemed like kind of, you know, in high spirits in a way that you never really see him with the other kids. And like, I don't know. I, I almost felt like the, if there is a message in that scene, it was almost like Connor made the right choice out of all the kids, which yeah. is to just like, take the money, check out, don't try to like usurp your father and try take to be over. Instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> try to run for president. <laughs> yeah. Get 1% of the vote. Pay, you know, pay, pay, uh, or, or, or be in a sort of a, a loveless relationship with a woman half your age. That's, that's the move for happiness. Um, yeah, I but yeah they, like he's clearly like that, that. None of the kids could have had that kind of interaction. I think, I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that was a very interesting scene. And then like, even like they didn't like, it seems like they never got like, even he's not just comfortable with Connor, but all, also those old white people, right. We've been talking about sort of the, you know, the uh, Jerry yeah. and the Carl was Carl. Was, was Frank there. It was Jerry and Carl. Carl, Carl was singing and like, and care and uh, Carrie is like holding his arm sort of affectionately. They zoom in on that at one point. One of the kids really looks at that. Like, so he's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's being affectionate. She's being affectionate with him. Um, and yeah, that's, hmm. it's, that's a part of him. They just don't, they never saw that. They don't, they didn't have access to that part of Logan because Logan yeah. knew that they, they were trying to, you know, they had angles, right? Like they were constantly trying to maneuver to, to see what they could get from him. And Connor, like, you know, be, because Connor never wanted anything from him, never wanted power. Um, they could have like a, a human level relationship, um, but then, you know, the show kind of, um, you know, heavily implies or depicts how, like, Logan trained his kids to be that way, sort of pit them against each other and sort of, you know, would only, what, like, like respond or react to them if they were after something. 
But, I don't know. Maybe, don't know maybe, they were, maybe because they were never – maybe that's their own their fault. I mean they, maybe they were just never serious people. If he, he Maybe yeah, yeah. he would have liked to have a son who was a real killer who could have got on and did it. It's just these kids were – you know, it's not the parents' yeah. fault. Maybe it's just these kids are were screwy. Um, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. So if the, the behavioral genetics, uh, yeah. you know, like that 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 model of like it's not you know parent parents don't affect the kids. It's actually the kid, parents responding to the kids' innate exactly, yeah. propensities. Roman, the stuff with yeah. Roman liking being you know abused and that stuff like that, I think is like you know a hint of that. Yeah, well, there's uh, there was an interesting interview with Brian Cox, uh, the guy who plays Logan. And he said that Logan's flaw is that he loves his kids too much, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, which is a, um, you know, maybe, I think a lot maybe, of maybe the right business that. decision would have been like, to just get rid of them all and like have more competent people. Um, uh, which is know, kind but, of what he did, right? Like he yeah. had competent people actually running the show. You never actually see Roman or Kendall doing anything serious in the business. I mean, a couple of scenes here and there, but generally well, the you see like Gary's was, like the Matson thing was all Roman action. The Matson oh, that's thing. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was well, but but yeah, if um, I guess like the like Brian Cox's point is that like he has these kids who are super entitled, narcissistic, whiny, um, yeah, that that um, they're like they don't want to work. They're kind of lazy. They just expect things to be given to them. And Logan resents them for this, but he still loves them. And so he has this complicated relationship where he wants to give them something, but he knows they're not ready for it. Uh, and so this is his, you know, this is this was this is what torments him. Uh, and so I found that to be interesting. Like I, I posted this on Twitter, like the the article and the, that that quote about how <laughs> Logan's flaws, he loves his kids. And people started commenting, like you know, Logan is a psychopathic monster who ruined his kids and blah blah blah. And I'm yeah. like, I I don't know. I think it's people, yeah, that's what the always, kids believe. Yeah, people but, always take the kids' perspective. Yeah, there's this. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's always this sort of uh, this sort of pity party that people like where the kids are they way they are because of their parents and everything is the parents fault and the kids are just innocent creatures who are just screwed up by the parents yeah i get that people would have that reaction but i i don't think it's i don't think it's true like if i don't know if like yeah. uh, stewie was logan's son or something if i don't know stewie but i don't know like if someone was like really that logan really respected had been you know one of his kids i think he, he probably would have been happy to yeah. You know, Connor. Connor kind of showed that you can have a happy have a life in the right family. Right. You can have a relationship not with a serious Logan. person either, but at least he's not yeah. like as as. But he knows he's not serious. Well, okay, yeah, he exactly. doesn't know he's not because he, you know he runs for president, so maybe he doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> but but he's, he's but he not kind of competing with his dad. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, yeah. Or trying to get something. I mean, he's trying to. He's using his dad's you know wealth and whatever to run for president. But yeah. he's you know he's <clears> he's trying to at least do something new. And like there's yeah. a that well, there's that one scene where on the, they're on the boat, and um, like I think Connor asks Logan for like I don't know he wants ATN to support him or something like that. There was like something like he really wanted like from Logan to like you know to, to cover the launch wall or something or something, and like he just sort of brushes him off, right? So he just like yeah. he asks his dad for like his help in the presidential campaign, but really doesn't isn't that pushy about it doesn't get try he builds his own like sort of uh you know con heads you see the thing? he's like he's got his own sort of public profile that's based on his like own ideology and his own ideas even though he's a goofball right he goes out and he wins one percent of the vote um and so like yeah maybe logan whatever if they went out and just did anything on their own and at points what actually this this might have been his motivation for selling the business at the end because he tells, I think it's that last conversation before he tells him you're not serious people. He says, go out there and make your own thing. He like explicitly, explicitly tells him that. Uh, he probably just, yeah. he just gave up at them, you know, running Waystar uh, and then just said, you know, go do your own thing. And that's what, that seems like what he wanted for them. He wanted them that's to make their own thing because he, so he lost well, faith he in gave them. them. He gave them sinecures within Waystar Royco, or at least Roman and, um, and Kendall and... Yeah, but I, maybe he wanted them to use the, those positions as platforms to like build their own resume, build their own record before going off and building something of their own. But then he also, I mean, yeah, I don't think Logan is completely blameless because he also does like kind of on and on and off tell Kendall that he's his number one boy, he's the eldest boy, he's you know this is his his destiny. And then in season what was it, season two, he tells um, <laughs> he tells Shiv that it's going to be her. But he just he only tells her that so that to 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 create a rift between her and um, Gil. Uh, so you know Logan has his own game he's playing too with the kids. But but you know I think he 
yeah, he's not like solely at fault either, right? There's enough. There's kind of you know blame and and uh, to to kind of go around. It, the kids also sort of bring their own misfortune upon themselves too, uh, and their own entitlement leads Logan to to treat them in certain ways. So it's 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 complex. It's a uh, you know it's sort of a two way uh, uh, relationship here. But yeah, I think um, yeah, but I think Connor is like in in, in an interesting way. He's uh, he is like evidence that you can be. You know, you can have like a healthy, fun relationship with like, you know, a kind of a, an emotionally cold and distant Logan, but he's not going to be like uh, like brutal to you because Connor doesn't he's not entitled in, in the same way the other kids are. So, yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So the the thing, you you know, your sub stack, you said, you know, it's uh, Mal Rushmore of great TV shows, Sopranos, mm. The Wire, Breaking Bad, Mad Men. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's up there too. I really did like this series. I thought that the political commentary, I think people can watch this, you know, I'll say, I'll say people can watch this a hundred or 200 years in the future uh, and sort of get an idea of sort of the feel of our politics. Of course, it's not going to be a perfect depiction or whatever, uh, but I, I agree with you that this is sort of, it's, it's cool. And not just because of what the story is itself, but also because of sort of, I think it's a good commentary on our time. We talked about, you know, they have a left wing bias here or this partisan realistic or that. You're right. Like, you know, there is a lot of that, but like, this is so hard to do well to try to do a yeah. series. And that is not just cringe. That is not just preachy. That isn't just like very simplistic to have a little bit of the nuance and to like reflect like some real stuff. I, I thought that was, uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, as good as you could hope for from one of these mm. things. Um, do you, yeah, you there's the same a, way? Yeah, there's, there's uh, like all of these shows, I think there's, they're sort of timely and timeless at the same time. Like they're relevant to the moment and they, the Sopranos and these other shows, the wire, right? Like it sort of comments on the politics and the cultural trends and everything of the moment. Yeah. But there are certain like dynamics and character archetypes and the relationship patterns that sort of transcend that. And there is like that sort of, yeah. you know, like the reason that people read Shakespeare, right. Is like, you know, the, 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 there's something about it that people can connect with um, because they can sort of understand some of these patterns in their own life, their own relationships or things that they see in the real world uh, over and over again. And yeah, I think like this show is like, it's a very much like a late 2010s kind of show, like, uh, you know, just like the, the business lingo and the, the social media, like the, well, you know, you Twitter I mean, a bunch you can't of times. forget about 2020. The, it was so much was based on the literally 2020 election, right? So it's early 2020s. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so they integrate, yeah, like like real world events into the storyline. So yeah, like late 2020, early, late, late 2010s, early 2020, like that, that era. Um, that, yeah, like if you watch this 10 years from now, you'll feel that the same way that you, you know, if you watch The Sopranos, you can feel like, oh, that's like the Bush era of, 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 of like the, 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 the period of American yeah. history. Well, Sopranos, yeah. I mean, Sopranos, I think, had that 1990s, 2000 sort of end of history feel. And 9 11, people say that knocked out. I don't think 9 11 necessarily knocked us out of it. There was still, I think the 2000s were still sort of, you know, it was sort of a, the war on terror, I think, was a little bit. You know, I don't think it was seen as like really people weren't as freaking out about. I mean, they were for a while, for a little while, but yeah, like so. Breaking Bad, I don't think it's like Breaking Bad could have been thirty years earlier. It's like a guy who's like the new of like suburban life, like finds excitement. Yeah. Like this could have been the sixties, or this could have been the seventies. It could have been the eighties. Uh, you don't think so? Well, I, I guess like the 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 very basic plot could have taken place, which is why it's why it's a, why it's a great show, right? Because anyone can watch it even regardless of culture right like you don't even need to watch you can watch breaking bad with the sound off and like still be entertained by what's going on you can sort of follow the story um but i think like you know like like having like the mexican cartels and that kind of thing like that has to be you know that that this part of american history this part like this geography you know mm-hmm. new mexico 2010 yeah. or whatever this, it is this is more this is more specific. this is literally 2020 and this is social media yeah this is what's happened in 2010s social media the trump movement yeah. right-wing populism it's a mm-hmm. very you know it's very narrow but that's that's fine too even if it, like the, even if it's not timeless it's like it's okay to have like a historical piece it would be okay yeah. to have like a story uh, you know a story about uh early 1980s american politics right that yeah. it has you know of course everything has universal uh you know parents and children and so forth yeah. uh but like you know I, I, it's different in the sense of like People will look back 2015 to 20, you know, 10, 2010 to 2025 or whatever, you know, very weird time um, in American politics and world politics. And, you know, they'll mm. watch this and I think they'll say, well, this is, you know, this was sort of a time capsule of that. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's sort how of cool it feels. Thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of all the of all those shows, I mean, obviously, like Mad, Mad Men is designed to be a time capsule, but yeah. but all, all, all of these shows, yeah, Breaking Bad is probably like the least timely. Uh, where like, oh, like, what was what was America like in 2010? You watch Breaking Bad, you won't really get like a deep sense of it. But I still think like, I don't know, like the feel of the, like the the suburban neighborhood Walter White lives in, and like the duplex that Jesse's in, like that that feel, his relationship with his parents, his brother, like there there are parts of it that like I think are are very sort of recognizable for like lower middle class Americans, uh, like Walter's life as a teacher and everything. There's something about that 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 era, but you know, maybe maybe yeah. that can be that could that could have taken place even earlier or later yeah yeah. yeah 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 i mean you have maybe a 40 30 year range and then the the wire was the other one you mentioned in your essay and that one's like you know that's just baltimore you know shooting each other i mean i think that's i think that's been a situation for a while and probably will be for i mean that's you know, that's meant to be like an overtly up. political series too right like uh the guy um is it david simon the the creator right like he's he's very open about his political views and everything but but yeah, like that is, uh, yeah. you know. Although the show in the end, did, I don't think had the effect on people always that he thought it would. I think a lot of people looked at that and said, yeah, they, they didn't come out with like sympathy for the ghetto. I thought a lot of people came out and said, well, it's, it's a lot of the stuff is self-inflicted actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen the show in a long time. I haven't seen The Wire in yeah, more than 10 years. So I don't remember, like I, I wasn't sophisticated enough when I watched it the first time to like track all of those things. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe do for a rewatch, but but yes, Succession I think is like this will be, yeah, this is a show that I would watch in like five years from now, like like a you know if if um yeah, and if I I hope they do a spinoff. I think we talked before about uh, yeah Tom and Greg spinoff or a um I would like to see a prequel of Logan in like the whenever like the seventies or eighties or whenever he established Raystar Roco to like see a young Logan Roy, like his, his ascent into power and building Waystar Royco. I think that would be, that would be incredible. Like, you know, yeah, like young, it, young lady Caroline, his wife, like his affairs. What his, are those pictures, by the know. way, they, they show that picture of him. He's got a picture with Reagan, Logan Roy with oh, Reagan. Right. And the other one, is it yeah. Boris Yeltsin? The, the, oh, really? I think there's a picture of Shiv. I think it's yeah, a young lady. I think it might probably Shiv. And then I think yeah. it's like him and maybe Boris Yeltsin. Um, okay. Oh, interesting. You know what I'm talking about? There are three pictures behind his desk. Yeah, you know yeah, the Reagan, yeah. right? You've seen that one, right? I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. I think like yeah, just just having. I mean, I don't know if you like, like want to actually bring Ronald Reagan into the series, but like have have Logan, you know, like like uh, to, to to watch him, right? Like watch him before he was at the top. Like what was it like for him uh, before that to see like the struggle and the 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 yeah. uh, gradual construction yeah. of of his firm. And the relationships he built, and yeah, I think like Logan was, you know, he was the most interesting character in the show. So yeah, like a younger version of yeah. him, I think, could go a long way. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we I don't know. I like Google that they said there's no plans for a spinoff, and I think Tom and Greg would be most likely if we were going to get one. Yeah, Logan prequel. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't heard that before. But yeah, now that you mention it, uh, that would be cool too. Uh, okay, is there anything uh, anything else on, on Succession uh, that, before we wrap up? Uh, no, I think we, we pretty much, yeah, we covered, uh, yeah, we covered a lot, caught a lot, a lot of ground. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, then until next time. All right. See you, Richard.